Welcome back to the OMG podcast. I am one of your MGs, Matthew, and with me as with me as always, the other MG, Michael. How are you doing, Michael? I am doing real well. I feel like I can't ask for a better start to a new year, a new bracket than a movie that is just as resplendent with discussion Whoa. avenues. Just so many resplendent. I've been using my word of the day calendar. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, that's that's a good one. That's a that's a high value word choice. And this is a high value discussion today. We're dealing mm-hmm. with opening round movie. Ooh. One that I think a lot of people, when you look at the O3 bracket, you're you're excited about seeing this one on the list. Identity is it, it's it might not be everyone's favorite movie. But it, it's in a wheelhouse of movies. I feel like like a Donnie Darko from a couple years ago. Oh, the, don't you don't you bring that name in this house? Well, I mean, when, when there's a comparison, there's a comparison, and I feel mm-hmm. like this movie has a like a fervor about it. There's a, a loyalty mm-hmm. amongst the fan base. It's got a lot of character actors in it. it it's mm-hmm. it's a fun movie to discuss about because. I mean, everyone knows it's a movie based off of a twist. I think at this point, that's out. If you don't know the twist, I won't spoil it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just on, saying there's a twist is a spoil enough. I know. You know my, you I know. know my philosophy on that. <laughs> I'm pretty. I mean, it's a, it's just a good movie to talk about a, the, the 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 twist thing because I think mm-hmm. having a double twist almost makes it makes you invulnerable of having the tw- the spoiler discussion about the twist. Because this movie is a murder mystery. So already there's uh-huh. going to be twists afoot. Yeah. But there's an even larger twist uh-huh. that is Oh, and multiple red herrings inside oh, the yeah. twist of the twist. Yeah. <laughs> like an M. Night Shyamalan vintage level twist. Your neck's cranking throughout the movie. You're cranking back and forth. That might be the biggest shock of all, is that this has no M. Night on it at all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it feels it feels in the vein. Yeah. And I think it's right in that sweet spot of M. Night, too, in terms of when he's doing his business. Isn't he like an early thousand seven? Well, yeah, not, I mean, 99 was Sixth Sense. I think, you know, Unbreakables, like 02 or 01. Um, or coming, I don't know when, they, but yeah. Like, they're in this in this area of him doing his shock and awe. So this is definitely like uh, Hollywood taking notice and going, well, what if we uh, what if we try and make this a little more mysterious and atmospheric and see what goes happening? Yeah. And successful. I think in, in terms of the tone this movie is going for, you're you're shooting big with your with your twists, ambitions. I think that coming into this movie. This is one that I've had on rotation. I've seen a number of times. It's got a high rewatchability factor. Um, it's going to be intriguing to see what the magnet pulls back to see what mm-hmm. everyone else, uh, what, what they're, what they're feeling coming into this um, review. But the cast, let's talk about, let's talk about some of the components of this movie before we dissect how the internet feels about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Every time I watch it, I'm like, dang, this is a star-studded movie. It might not have like A-listers outside of John mm. Cusack, but I think not a not necessarily a weak performance to be had, but it's always a treat seeing all these people that, you know, are, are side characters in movies have a, a a chance to really, you know, spread their wings and fly a little bit. 
Sure. I, I feel like this this movie really highlights the the people that are already famous or like the, the box office draws get a lot of the attention and there's very, very like bit parts. That, you know. yeah. But I agree. It's, you know, whenever you see a character of the, you know, we'll say 13 major characters, about half of them plus are very recognizable and, you know, usually enjoyable in what they're doing. And it's a very small cast yeah i mean when you when you look at this you have maybe what like 11 or 12 people in the hotel well, situation that, yeah i think very specifically there are 11 <laughs> well i mean <laughs> I, I didn't count and i meant to because yeah. i have a lot of questions on like who the people in the hotel are and we'll get to that when we get to the spoiler zone yeah um but there's some questions that have it like okay who was an actual personality and who's not that kind mm-hmm. of question uh but yeah. anyway loved the cast uh, I liked, I, I mean, this is a movie where, again, things are revealed to you um, kind of out of sequence, almost. I don't know if it's out of sequence. It's just it re- revealed to you in chunks where you're not necessarily, you're not, you're not given enough to understand elements until maybe 60 to 80 minutes into the movie. That's when you realize, okay, this is what I'm dealing with. All right. Well, before we before we get too far into it, let's let's take a take a quick break and let's make sure that everyone understands what movie we're talking about and what uh, what is this movie attempting to do before we try and really break it down. Right. Yeah, well, so, I mean, we did title the podcast. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you clicked on this and didn't know it was about identity, that's on you. That's on you. Maybe, on you. maybe maybe somebody else <laughs> did it for you. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, but I think that the, the most, the most, obviously the most identifiable, the identifiable characteristic of this movie is mm-hmm. the twist, which we've talked about. Other than the twist, uh, yeah. I think maybe it's John Cusack that's driving this movie. Well, I mean, yeah, all the ma- the major, the four, I would say like there's four-ish major leads. You got your Cusack, you got your Leota, you got your Pete, and you got your McKinley, probably. Yeah. Right, those are probably your four at that point. You know, I don't know about be if I put Doctor Cox at the, at the top of that list. You got to respect. Think, the I Cox. think maybe like the quote unquote hotel manager. Yeah, Larry. Hmm. I think maybe he's the four. Maybe again, it's a character situation. So a lot of people are kind could be vying for the under John Cusack billing because he's yeah. the lead. Yes. And it's like he's on. I mean, I would say he's pretty much. 60 to 70 percent screen time in the movie i'd say probably yeah i mean most of the time when well i mean other than again this movie what's one of the things it's doing it's got a very slasher stalker kind of vibe and so other than when we are kind of like following the slasher stalker kind of aspect yeah we're pretty much centered on cusack but there are a few different sequences where it's, you know, the killer's coming at, or, you know, or we have to like, oh, no, it's the killer. Don't kill me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and when it comes to the killer aspect of it, it's interesting to pick your, your noodle on this one because you're not mm-hmm. a horror guy. No. You don't. I mean, we've talked about this last year with 28 Days Later. Mm-hmm. This kind of bucks the trend a little bit to me because it's not spooky scary, this movie. No, I think for me, this is the kind of horror that I, I I can actually say I enjoy because what it's going for, in my opinion, is an atmosphere of dread, 
dread is really what is at is at stake is what's going to happen what's behind the corner what like who is doing this like that to me is the core aspect rather than what's going to what's the loud noise that's going to play when we open up something or what's the jump scare going to be it's more about yeah what is what is going on like what is the next crazy thing that's going to happen and how is it going to be you know violent or brutal or you know like that that to me is the kind of horror atmosphere i can do more of than ghosts and goblins yeah yeah i mean this is an ambitious movie that's trying to scare you psychologically rather than through just a depiction of violence and i mean it does have violence in it but i'd say this movie tries to go for the uh surprise in terms of like characters dying really kind of not necessarily as you'd expect them to, where it's just kind of like mm-hmm. still in this, in the scene, all of a sudden, boom, someone's dead. And <laughs> um, that's an, an interesting way of doing it. But I think a lot of my concerns with this movie have to do with it being a difficult story to tell. I mean, a lot of this, like just the idea of trying to narratively give a story that's like this, Mm-hmm. You're just not going to avoid plot holes because it's, it, there's so much of what you're describing. Yeah. Does it make sense? Cause it can't make sense to a degree. Yep. It's hard to really get into it now, but th- that's, that's going to be one of my biggest gripes of this movie. And I'm sure we'll pick it to bits because of it, but it's just hard to execute what they're going for to do a murder mystery. And then a psychological thing on top of it. Mm-hmm. with they, supernatural with elements. supernatural elements and like when they try to introduce the supernatural elements before we know what's going on mm-hmm. it makes the movie kind of even weirder oh do you mean the out of nowhere is this because we're on an indian burial ground yes yeah i'm talking about <laughs> almost the yeah that that, that and in addition to when the the um prisoner character Oh uh, yeah. Like tries Mr. to hightail it out of there and like in mm-hmm. teleports back into the hotel at some point. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, obviously we'll get into that, that stuff more, but what are the, I know this is everyone's favorite part of the, mm-hmm. the opening here. Genre talk. Genre talk. What? Well, we've, yeah. What, what genres do you think we're hitting on here? Cause we, we've already talked about mystery and horror. I think that's pretty clear. Um, but then we get into like like categories. Like for me, I'm thinking suspense. But like, is that mystery? Mm-hmm. Is that already horror? Like, what do you got going on? And I, you know, for me, I always think, what am I? What would I tell past Michael if I could go back in time and say, here's what to expect out of this movie? To me, here's what I what this movie is trying to attempt. It's going for the slasher stalker vibe. It's got a mystery at the core component. It has a very unique, isolated setting, which I think is its own. Like when I think of identity, I cannot separate it from this location. Mm-hmm. That to me is like how important it is that it's an isolated, rainy place in the desert. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> With supernatural. I'll say slash psychological. We'll get into which one it actually is because it can't be both. It's only one. Uh, And suspense. Those are, to me, the five things that this movie is really attempting to do. 
in a very, I would say, conservative 90-minute runtime. This thing is right at that 90-minute marker and walks away. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Which I appreciate. Getting it out. Or drives away, I guess, is a better way of thinking about it. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that that's what I would tell myself if I was to go back and say, here's the expectation you should have of the genres of the kind of movie that you're you're in the mood that you should be in the mood for. Now, how well does it do at each of those things? Well, that's what we're here to discuss. And before we get into our kind of thoughts and feelings and really break it down, let's let's take a look at that magnet. Let's take a look at all of those random Internet sources that for now are going to be below us because we're taking over them. Right. That's the whole idea. We're surplanting, 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 Uh (laughs) doing everything. Um, But if we look around and take an aggregate of kind of all of our Internet sources, this would be given a high-end score and almost exactly mid-range of a 70 is what this would be averaged out around the internet want to get your thoughts you know where where, where would you put that i mean that kind of makes sense i think when, when we're looking at movies that have reached a level of recognition in the zeitgeist mm-hmm. this is one so i think every generation you get new viewers who are watching it exposed to it and it's just consistent i think this movie's consistent especially watching it now 20 years later from when it came out there's nothing glaring in it that makes like fouls that would stand out to a new generation i think it's got a consistency a rewatchability as you said the time is is a really good tight 90 to keep people entertained it's mm-hmm. not too scary it's got broad appeal so it makes sense to me that this would be an overall well-reviewed movie by the internets. Um, <laughs> by all of them, yeah. <laughs> but there is one particular critic, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Bill Roger Ebert, we bring him up. We bring mm-hmm. him up. Last year, his favorite movie was Shockingly Minority Report. Mm-hmm. Shock, uh, very shockingly. And this movie, shocker, shocker, top 10 for Mr. Ebert of 2003, he gives it a three out of four stars and writes i've seen a lot of movies that are intriguing for the first two acts and then go on autopilot with a formulaic ending identity is a rarity a movie that seems to be on autopilot for the first two acts (laughs) that it was not with a third act that causes us to rethink everything that has gone before ingenious how simple and yet how devious the solution is um (laughs) oh I enjoy it. I, I enjoy that level of uh, critique from Mr. Ebert. And I do think that this is a type of twist that people think back on and be like, wow, that's a successful way of surprise, of, of establishing a surprise that has a payoff in the end. You know, and I, as you were reading that, I, all I could think of is, man, is is Ebert like slightly, like subtly digging at John Cusack's acting because the first two at two acts of this movie, it feels like John Cusack is on autopilot, <laughs> like they woke him up before every take, and he's like, what? <laughs> Isn't it, it, it? It's an interesting performance from him. It's an interesting cast to yeah. cast him in this role. How do you? I think his his character in this is a limo driver, ex cop limo driver. Well, we we learned that later. Right. Ex cop limo driver who carries a gun mm-hmm. in the glove box. Nah. Um, but he is, I guess, supposed to be an everyman, just like a good guy character. 
I mean, I, I without getting into spoilers, I feel like this is who like your red blooded male like. Yeah. This is who they think they are. If there's danger, if there is element, like if there's something that's happened, I'm going to be the one who stands up and takes charge because I know what I'm doing. Like that's that to me is what he is embodying. Yeah, yeah. So when he shows up on the, on the scene of this hotel situation, and we're going to get into the play up here in a second, but this movie, this is one of the the bigger issues that it has, and it starts in the beginning, where you have mm-hmm. the introduction of. I don't even know how to take it. Cause like when you know the ending, it's like, okay, this is, this is providing exposition for what I'm going to be learning later. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know how you would take this on a first watch anymore. Cause it mm-hmm. cold opens on Malcolm rivers. Yeah. Who is, as we learn later on, not a member of the hotel situation. Well, I think that's very deliberate. I feel like th- that's the first red herring of the first, first act is who is the prisoner. But we'll 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 get there. I don't yeah. want to get into the spoilerific in case anybody hasn't actually watched it yet. And that is interesting because one of the we can go over kind of like the elements of the hotel here because this is this is yeah. setup of the movie. So you have yeah. this extreme rain situation, flooding everywhere, yeah. and there's this one hotel that all these people are kind of finding themselves needing to stay at for varying reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, the action starts right away. And it's like, once we get to the hotel. The first, the first, I mean, it's not even a murder because like the the woman doesn't die from it. Mm-hmm. But I love the idea that Cusack runs over this woman to start yeah. the because like that's our hero, <laughs> yeah. and we're pretty much establishing early on like he's not intentionally the killer or yeah. a killer, mm-hmm. but that's how we introduce him. His character is by like absolutely plowing into this lady who's like standing <laughs> on the street. Interesting. And I, I will play a scene. I don't normally play a scene before we get into the play by play. I mean, yeah. But tell when me you just comply. Yeah. Say you ran into someone and it's pouring in the street, right? You're a uh-huh. limo. You're, you're a limousine driver. You're for some reason not driving a limousine. Nope. Now you're driving a normal nope. sedan. <laughs> <laughs> Town and country. And you're driving a celebrity to some degree. Not, yes. I mean, a, a known enough person. And so you just speared this woman in the street Mm -hmm. and uh, I'll play this. This is the cut into their, their perspective while they drive the car. If you help them, you'll assume responsibility. It is my responsibility. I mean, that's who John Cusack's character is. I mean, it's a bold way of opening running over a woman, but he immediately takes responsibility, gets out of the car and she Mm -hmm. has a gaping wound in her neck. Like, I don't know how she's supposed to have survived this, but her neck's like a third of the way off. Yeah, it's not it's not a delightful one. But I think at some point they're like, I think she might have lost like half of her blood. Like, well, I think one sewing kit yeah. might. Uh, she's, <laughs> I think without someone actively that. giving her blood, I don't know how she's replacing it. But I mean, that's how it starts. We get to everyone in this hotel and we start to have some murders happen and say, okay, well, who's doing these murders at this hotel? Nobody knows anybody that's here. And that's Mm -hmm. already a good movie. That's a setup for as, as your slasher, that's your slasher. You get autopilot first two acts. And then when that third act comes, it's time for the head to be on a swivel. What's going Mm -hmm. on? What's happening? When we switch to legal drama. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, when we get into the, 
the judicial proceedings that happen uh, ad hoc in this like uh-huh. conference room. That that's that's what I really want to get into the discussion on. <laughs> uh, all right, I think we're ready. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up before we get into the uh, spoiler zone, play by play? Well, I, well, I think you know, Courtney. Again, if you were just going to look at the internet, I think that the the average internet site would say yes, this is worth your time of watching. Right? They you know high end grade for the internet. I will say for me. I'm not without going into specifics on actual score. This is not high end for me. It's not garbage, but it is in almost exactly my mid range of a memorable movie. It's got elements that I will remember fondly, but a lot of it gets lost to time every time I watch it. And it, as we're going to talk about, does not hold up to scrutiny. (laughs) (laughs) I think this movie has a really fun lane. Where it's 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 easy to watch. It, it, a lot of the fun of it is discussing theories as you're sure. watching it. And for me, there's a lot of um, grace I give to a movie like that because it's mm-hmm. not attempting to be the most logical thing in the world. So already going into it, I, I know it's not going to be an O because it's yeah. not trying to be an O. Mm-hmm. It's trying to be a good movie. And I yeah. think it establishes enough to warrant it being a good movie and it's rewatchable enough for me to give it what I call a high end tier in my mid 60 range. Um, So I mean, a successful movie. I think this is one that comes in with a game plan and executes and goes home. And then, you know, I can appreciate that from a, from a, from a challenger. Yeah. And I think, I think with that, I think at this point, everyone should have a good understanding of, are you going to watch this movie or not? We are now getting into spoiler talk. So choo-choo, let's bring the train. Choo-choo. All right, here we go. We'll play. I don't have a, a clip of the music, which is a shame. It doesn't do, really... Do you, do you have McKinley just saying, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done? Dr. Cox. I want yeah. to get into it straight up to begin. We have to talk about the family. We got to talk about this family. Yeah, so they're the we open on them. They're stranded. Yeah. On the in the road, it's raining, and mm-hmm. Doctor Cox is changing a tire. Yeah, very casually. Just taking his sweet time. His wife's out in the rain with him for who knows well, why. Well, before that, I mean, if we're gonna go beat by beat here, well, we well, gotta, just we gotta... this family situation. I want to know what's <laughs> happening with the car, and then what's going on with the son. But yeah, go ahead. Well, well, I'm saying we we first we see them hit you know drive over something that causes the flat tire, and Doctor Cox is like quoting you know like the manual of how to how to handle what happens when you when you're having a skid i'm like am i learning something right now i think i might have actually taken this advice when i had to you know go into a skid so identity (laughs) hats off to you for teaching skills yeah i mean it's it's big moments you're gonna need that information so if you can call it back it's good for you and i don't know how if you can do it quicker but man do they make this lady real not a fun character they must like well we want we know that she's gonna get plowed here in a moment so we don't want her to be likable so what can we do to make her unlikable real quick yeah well and this is kind of the the crux of the issue for me is Mm -hmm. there's i feel like every time they can they just try to ignore timmy or tommy whatever his name 
it's Timmy. Are you kidding me? I was going to say the opposite. Once you know what to look for, every scene is just like Timmy just in the foreground or background. No, no, no. no. Because the issue here is you must be giving Timmy some. It's Timmy, right? It's Timmy. Okay. You're giving him some like higher power premonition feature, like a precog. Uh If you're giving him credit for this kill. For his mom. Like he's in the backseat. The mm-hmm. mom inexpli- inexplicably is outside with mm-hmm. Dr. Cox, but not helping with the tire, just like patrolling the streets. Yeah. And then she starts, uh, Timmy draws her close to the window, puts his hand up there, and then she starts mirroring him for whatever reason. <laughs> like he backs up in the car, she backs mm-hmm. up in the street, and then Cusack absolutely torpedoes her. But <laughs> you're telling me Timmy is like, sees that car come and clocks him down the street. And it's like, I need my mom to step back about two feet. Uh-huh. And she's right in path of that car. Or is that just like Timmy's playing with her and just, Oh wow. Happened to almost take her out there because Timmy's deadpan. Like if you were to tell uh-huh. me Timmy planned it or Timmy's yeah. surprised by it. No mm-hmm. idea. His face blank, utterly blank. Yeah. Yeah, this actor was incredibly upset. He was not hired to be uh, AI. <laughs> he could have played he, David to the end. I mean, he maybe like one, like a word or two. Um, no, I mean, yeah, <laughs> this is one of those right away. You could start with the with the left or right questions of. So, is Timmy in control of what's happening? Was this like his first taste of blood? Like, was this like his first kill? Well, that's another like, question. This is, this I have. is the activation. That's it. Because so premise of this movie, I mean, spoiler zone has been established. Yeah, well, yeah, we got to talk about the gambit that this movie's trying yeah. to play. So <laughs> I need to, this isn't to be the bulk of my the things I want to talk about are Malcolm Rivers. So <laughs> yeah, that's why Malcolm not. River and I love the movies called Identity. That's the best decision mm-hmm. they made because that is the, the 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 most subtle spoiler you can get mm-hmm. is Identity because that is the double. Spoiler, it's the who's the identity of the killer and also Mm -hmm. who is going to be the identity of Malcolm Rivers. Yeah. So from the get go, you have um, Dr. Ock, Alfred Molina. Always, always, always a pleasure. Yeah. He's he's a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And Malcolm Rivers, convicted murderer, death row, about to be executed in like 24 to 48 hours. I'll, uh, you always got to put a good ticking clock yeah. in, and why not a day? Keep <laughs> <laughs> this working right now. Alfred Molina makes all these calls. He's like, I'm going to get all the big wigs in the judiciary lineup, whoever's mm-hmm. making the decision to kill this guy, and convince them that Malcolm Rivers is schizophrenic, has multiple personalities. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I have somehow orchestrated a super drug. Uh-huh. That is making his personalities confront each other in his mind. And Alfred Molina is anticipating violence. That when the- <laughs> <laughs> he says that. Yeah. That, I mean, that when these characters uh, meet, only mm-hmm. one shall live. <laughs> As we all know, when it comes to identities, it's Highlander rules at all times. <laughs> Only one shall survive. Yeah. But the big question I have to Mr. Molina and the writers of this movie, mm-hmm. and, and I guess they're answering it with the end of it, but who is 
the personality that committed the murders as Malcolm Rivers? It's 100% got to be Timmy. Does it? Yes. Not the only killer. Not not the only killer of like the personalities, sure, yeah. but Timmy is definitely the the orchestrator the, of the of hotel killings. <laughs> but that's the but the question I have is it feels like the movie I'm watching Mm-hmm. Timmy's the only one knows this is a free for all of personalities. Like Timmy knows going into this, there shall only be one of us, and I'm making the moves. I don't think he knows that. I just don't get it then, because he is at the end of it, hunting down the last survivor, and then says the poem that makes him take over Malcolm Rivers' body. Mm-hmm. So the, to me, that that shows some level of autonomy in this. Like, he's not just killing people because he's a killer. Like, he's got a goal in mind. I, I, think, I, think, it's, I think it's in that middle zone. The way that I think of Malcolm Rivers and the, the was disassociative identity disorder, you know, essentially is, is that within the body, you have, we'll just say 11, 11 unique personalities and each one is independent and they don't interact or even know about each other. And what Alfred Molina is, is doing is whatever drug or super thing he's doing is making it so that for the first time, each of these individual personalities is in one location and able to interact with each other, but they don't know that they're all the same person. Yeah. yeah. I think just Timmy in his world, when he become when he gets to, you know, when he gets to stand in the light, as M Knight would put it, um, <laughs> he just would kill anything. And so I think it's just like, well, hey, I'm in I'm in a weird place with 10 other people. I'm Timmy, I'm gonna kill him. I don't think I he guess, knows that they're identities. But Ray Liotta, mm-hmm. cold blooded killer. Yeah. And as you see, we have no idea. You see, yeah. I mean, that's the issue I have here is I feel like, number one, is every character in the hotel, all of the ones that we meet, they're all Mm -hmm. separate Malcolm personalities. That's that's how I am interpreting it. Could could I be wrong? Sure. I don't even know if the like the writer and the director would uh, would would have the same. Let's go through the number. Right. You got Cusack. You got yeah. Leota. Yeah. You got Amanda Pete. Yep. You got John Hawks. Yep. You got the actress girl. Mm-hmm. You got Lou. Yep. Who is with what's her face? Jenny? Sounds right. Oh my god. Then you got the mom. Mom. You got the dad. Yep. You got Timmy. Mm-hmm. You got Busey. That's it. How many is that? That's 11. Okay, so he's the a full family is uh-huh. a personality of his. He's got the mom, the dad, and him. And Each Timmy. one's separate. <laughs> yep. He's playing them all out. Yeah. They're all him. You got Busey and Leota who are in prison together somehow. But then in, Leota... In, in the mind verse, yes. Okay, this is where it gets real tough for me to understand because, like, we're we're the one thing is who's killing everyone at the hotel. All mm-hmm. right, so we can dive into that mystery, but the one that will continually struggle in my head is what is going on with 
how these personalities take over Malcolm. Because we have John Cusack is the only other one who says the poem and takes over the body. And that's Mm -hmm. when we get mass exposition from Alfred Molina, who's like, you're a a personality amongst personalities. Winner takes all events happening right now. (laughs) Go back and, and take the crown. Can you imagine if just like right now you had like a little mini stroke and like you came back and like, I was just told that I'm a personality. <laughs> like, oh no. Like God that's what happens. That's oh happens. no. Yeah, that's what happens. And yeah. like to his credit, I think this is like one of the things I was talking about with John Cusack being on autopilot. I feel like everyone in this movie just accepts everything that happens at 100% face value with like no shock no awe no, yeah. and just moves on forward. Like point an example. Jake Busey is killed with in oh. the in like the weirdest way you could ever think that someone would kill someone with a baseball bat. I shoved down his throat. Like teeth are involved with that. Like there's you can't get someone to open their mouth that wide. I don't know no. how Timmy uh like a no joke 8-year-old Mm-hmm. is doing these these moves well that's and, that's where you have to go with the supernaturals like he's not actually doing it this is not a real world like for all we know when we're not seeing timmy he's flying around using the force well, that's, like yeah i mean that's i know but stuff. i mean you can't go that far with this <laughs> that's, that, but the, 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 that's the, a bridge too far the issue I, I have so again we go back let's look at the murder mystery aspect of this okay so we're watching this movie, and let's say again, like this is your first time watching, and you're like, all right, let's try to find out who this murderer is, right? Because <laughs> that's going to be important. Yeah, clearly this is the, the, the logical things are going to find the killer because we follow mm-hmm. clues that one of them should, there should be like purpose to the clues yeah. that are being presented. And one, I think it's wild Cusack isn't really seen as the main guy early as the main, the main villain suspect. yeah because yeah. <laughs> number one he kills the shit out of the mom whether that's the killing blow or not boom speared her in the street yeah. murder number two is the actress he was driving mm-hmm. he's the only one that finds her he finds yeah. her first and then alerts everybody else and her head is decapitated mm-hmm. in a in a dryer like the reason that we know it's probably not cusack is we're with him as he discovers it yeah. But the other characters don't have that luxury. Like, mm-hmm. To me, that's boom, boom. Two in a row, Cusack's our guy. And that's just not how the characters are handling it, which mm-hmm. I find tough. Because killer number this kill number three, there's also really no motive to it. Because the, three, the third, three is the dude, right? Three is the couple. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, they, the, yeah. and that one, you got a, it's like a newlywed situation. And she's lying about <laughs> pregnancy and there's some sort of domestic abuse vibes going on. Just a lot of stuff happening with this couple. Yeah. Lou and Danny. <laughs> yeah. This is the most straightforward. I think like, well, the, the actress being murdered is a very stalker scene where she's walking out to the, in the rain, trying to get signal on her cell phone. She's covering herself in a tarp and it's just like, turns around and bam, she gone. And then, this one, it's, yeah, they're arguing through the flimsiest door ever that was also, like, made of granite. 
Like when you look at that lock that's on that bathroom, I'm like, there's no way that thing's holding up to anything. And yet it's like, you could take a battering ram to that door. A full grown man doing everything he can to get through it. And like, so this is, so again, there's a fight. They're fighting. She's locking him out of the bathroom. She doesn't want to let him in because he's angry. And then you can hear kind of in the background that Lou is like, oh, who are you? Or why are you here? Something like that. And then you get the resuming of the banging. So I'll play this this real quick. Rattling stops. I mean, this is one hundred percent on Lou, because you How know what do you, you not don't just do. I'm being stabbed. I'm being uh, stabbed. Yeah. Timmy is yeah. stabbing me. Yeah, Lou, you deserve to die. Yeah. Twenty seconds ago, you were bad at you were bashing on this door trying to get in because you're having a fight. Now you're actively being stabbed by an eight year old, and you do the exact same thing. I'm sorry, buddy. You deserve yeah. to die. You're not yelling out the person who's stabbing you that you're being stabbed. Always do that. If any of you are finding yourself being stabbed, your only thing should be screaming their name that they're stabbing you. This person yeah. is stabbing me. Timmy is stabbing mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kevin McAllister is stabbing me. <laughs> so that's three down in a mm-hmm. relatively quick time frame. And then there's no, there's no, there's no, I don't think anyone really took the death of Lou that hard. Well, and also at this point, I think one of the main reasons that we're that we're not focused on Cusack as being the like the potential bad guy is because right away they find that the um, the hotel key on the the actress's head, and it's yeah. Ray Liotta's room, and boom, the prisoner's gone, and so it's immediately oh, it's got to be the prisoner sense. that's doing it. Because like, what the fuck is the key situation? Uh, the uh, the most red herrings of all red yeah. herrings. It's because it does, it's almost like this is a murder card. Like every time I yes. kill one of you, I'm leaving a number. But yeah. then it's like, is that making a statement to the personality number? But then also, like, how does Amanda Pete like randomly dig it up later in the movie? Oh, Timmy puts it there. Yeah, that that's that's like forethought. Timmy goes down into that tree, <laughs> buries it, and waits for covers her to it, find backs it. up, waits for her to find it, and then like, I got a claw. And that's one thing. So Amanda Pete, Paris, Nevada. You love the name. Mm-hmm. Sex worker. Which yeah. she might as well have been stamped with it on her forehead. I am a sex worker. Because everyone that sees her, who again mm-hmm. never have met her before hates her for being a sex worker well only one person really hates her oh, and timmy. that's and timmy <laughs> timmy hates everybody or don't get a second chance all right timmy <laughs> who hurt you it's mom who was a sex worker apparently <laughs> yes i mean there is like that weird backstory that like like oh well, yeah this you know malcolm rivers was left in hotel rooms while his mom was you know, sat, you know satisfying others and like that's where he got his craziness i'm like I, all right like and that's where like i'm sure there are people who want to read into this like oh so you know obviously timmy is him he's malcolm rivers his dad character who is aloof and didn't connect with him and then like his mom is separated between it you know amanda pete and the one he wants to kill and uh-huh. then like cusack is one element of who he wants to be like like 
I'm sure that someone could go into the real psychological makeup and go, yeah, these are the 11 elements of Malcolm Rivers' personality, but yeah. it doesn't it doesn't track. Well, let's take a look at some Timmy kills, but he doesn't mm-hmm. kill everybody. No. He, he, well, he, he also makes a bomb at a certain point. Just great. Yeah, I don't really know how the bomb happened, but he he definitely <laughs> kills, so he he's for sure killing actress. Yes, hundred percent's got to be him. He kills Lou. He yeah. kills Jenny. Yeah, with the bomb. And he kills Paris. He also kills Busey. He kills Busey with the bat. Yeah, you know? that's it. Um, Five. Yeah, I mean, again, that's where like indirectly he kills Doctor Cox. That's that one might be even more like I'm I'm orchestrating death than the mom. I'm gonna stand in front of the car so you veer <laughs> into my head is yeah. next level criminal behavior. And it's while like, you're doing that, I am going to like backhand frisbee toss a hotel key into my dad's pocket. That's I mean, just awesome. Yeah. I mean a lot of questionable how did Timmy do this behavior. But again, mm-hmm. I think another subtle thing about this movie is Timmy doesn't even kill all of the people. Ray Liotta kills Larry. Mm-hmm. Larry killed, I mean, Larry didn't kill anybody. We killed Cox. Yeah. But he also was really close to killing Paris, pulled out a knife yep. on her. Mm-hmm. And so his backstory is he is a little unclear on this. This he is where, like, up this, this whole story unneeded. Why are we getting this unneeded backstory? This has to be a red herring. Everyone needs to be, you might have done it. So Larry's angle is, he goes to this hotel, like, I don't know, a month ago? A month ago. And the hotel manager is just dead at the front mm-hmm. desk. So Larry, also named Larry. <laughs> well, then, is this really Larry? Yeah. So he then decides, I'm going to put this guy in the freezer, which he thinks is an act of of like kindness to preserve mm. his body for his family, I guess. And then decides to take over operations of the hotel, not just like mm-hmm. steal it, steal stuff and leave. He's like, I'm going to try to make this business work <laughs> and start selling rooms. Yeah. Good for Larry. But then yeah. this whole situation happens, murderers and stuff. And he really doesn't like Paris because he yeah. has an issue with sex workers. Like, apparently and then this all starts to go south when he's like being accused of killing Busey. Yes. Right? Which, not a big deal. If, if, if anyone's going <laughs> to die, like Busey's a good one to have been like, okay, thank, thankfully that guy's not a problem anymore. I mean, I would agree. And that's where like, also, I, I am under the firm belief that, that Timmy is in fact killing all these people. But you could absolutely make an argument that Larry does kill Jake Busey that he does. He is the one who shoves the bat down. Maybe none of it like, at the end of the day, none yeah. of like why these people are dying really matters because the, the drug juice that Alfred Molina gave Malcolm is like, something's going to happen. Like they're all coming in here and there can only be one or the rains are never going to stop. Yeah. That's, that's the way I interpret it. But Larry, anyway, Larry's like, Hey, I need to get out of here. You're all accusing me of murdering. Takes the knife to Paris. Paris knocks him over. Body falls out the freezer. Now Larry's like, fuck, they're never going to understand me. (laughs) This is too much. 
He's right. Tries to flee, gets in the car. Mm-hmm. Timmy jumps in front of him. He veers away from Timmy, kills Dr. Cox. Mm. And then, like, I, we're getting close to them starting to think things aren't normal. This is starting to be where I think the movie's picking up a little bit. Because now it's, you're already running to the issue of you've now had, like, three straight people who've been suspected of murder. And mm-hmm. then now it's on to the next suspect. It gets old quickly. Mm-hmm. But then there's the whole Indian burial ground. The yeah. scene where we saw Busey try to run away from the hotel saw some sort of building in the distance and then gets transported back to the hotel. Mm -hmm. Um, So we can start to see there's something else at play here. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and this is very, very close to when we get our big flash to, (laughs) to the Alpha Molina. Once Malcolm Rivers actually shows up. Yeah. Right. One of my favorites is that I feel you get this a lot in like horror movies. I think this is, Line for line and like catch, no, catch me if you can. What's the one? I know she did last summer or something like this. Um, but Amanda Pete just <laughs> right, yelling out of her room like, what do you want from us? I always, I love this scene. Hey, I give up. What the hell do you want? What do you want? You what the fuck do you want from us? That's when you know you're losing. Is when you just yeah. run outside your room and just start screaming at the heavens. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, it's got some of those interesting. I, I was, I think this is also the the place where like, I really felt like some of the dialogue was working for me was like when Ray Liotta, like when they have um, Larry, the hotel owner, like, you know, locked up because they think he's the one now. And so they're all, but they're all trying to like, Oh, well, maybe it's not him because the story is so unbelievable. And, and like, they're all trying to find like, what's, what do we have in common? And Ray Liotta just keeps saying, shut up. No one's died since we've had you. (laughs) Shut up. Ray Liotta is such a gem. He's so good. Just every time he just keeps like turning back to just shut up. (laughs) Shut your mouth. (laughs) Yes, it's good. Um, But yes, that's what we get. I think I I can't remember. I feel like this was like the hook of the trailer. Well, like this is like what I remember this movie is like, ooh, all of them have the same birth dates what's going on there like that's that to me is like the real like weird mystery that they could give you know up front without trying to ruin the rest of it is who why would all of them have the same birthday what's special unique about that i i i consider this a, a scissor real candidate here let's give it mm-hmm. a play my birthday next week the 10th Me too. Yeah. Yeah. The confidence of a Cusack delivery. Who would have known that that John Cusack could have pulled off John Wick? I mean, that's all you need is the confidence. I wouldn't wouldn't have doubted that. (laughs) The issue I have, again, is going back to Larry. One, nobody Mm -hmm. cares. It's your birthday next week, Larry. Weird time to bring Mm -hmm. it up. But also... He's the one that should have been piecing that together when he's checking these people in with their IDs. Like, how are you not seeing this, Larry, that everyone has the same fucking birthday as you? Like, that's it's one thing if they all have the same birthday, but it's not yours. You're not mm-hmm. clocking that. But you give me a, a license and look at the birthday. It's the same as mine. That's going to be weird. And then yeah. 10 more people come in. Yeah, it's going to start ringing up some, some alarm bells. 
Well, I mean, to be fair, Larry did not go to Hotel Management 101, yeah. so he did, maybe he doesn't even know what to look for on the license. Not, He's yeah. just taking it because he thinks he has to, and then just giving it right back. <laughs> He's just looking for those sweet, sweet $30 per room. That's all I want. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, this is this is the oh shit moment, right? Mm-hmm. Something's it's going the OMG on. OMG moment. Once they figure that out, Sam Birthdays, they, they go back to all the murder scenes and everyone's missing. It's like out of a video game. Like when the, mm-hmm. the bodies are dead, they just like go away. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Bloop, bloop, They're bloop. gone. Yeah, no more head in the dryer. No more Dr. Cox. No more Busey with the baseball bat. I do like the baseball bat still on the chair, though. Like Busey's <laughs> body just disappears. The bat was real. Nothing else was. Yeah. Uh, so everyone is obviously freaking out by this. Cusack, who knows why, says the poem. About mm-hmm. seeing somebody on the stairs that shouldn't have been there and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then bang, he pops into Malcolm Rivers' consciousness. And this is, I mean, this is the scene of the movie. This is the reveal, mm-hmm. reveal. Um, so I'll I mean, play it. Mac- McAvoy must have studied this tape when he was getting ready for Split, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean this is this is the acting here. This is game film. <laughs> it's a lot of eye work being done by the guy who's playing Malcolm. Where I feel like that's, that's true. As long as your eyes are shifting back and forth, people can always oh, get a lot going on in there. Like he's yeah. running simulations in the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of, a lot of rapid eye movement work from him. Uh, let's go. This is it's a longer scene, but it is exposition exposition. This is what the movie's about. Condensed to 30 uh, to 90, 90 seconds. Jesus Christ, what the fuck did you do? Try and calm To down. my face. Try and keep calm. Where the fuck is my face? Edward, that is your face. <laughs> Why am I tied keep up? calm. What's... Edward, please. Jesus Christ, where is my face? Edward, stay calm. No, I'm not going to stay calm. Why am I tied up like this? Who are all these people? What happened at the motel? Where is everybody? They don't exist, Edward. You were all created by Malcolm as a child. You're a liar! Consider what you know. Everyone named after a state. No, no, Everyone no, shared no. the same birthday. Your blackouts. No, I was a cop. I was a cop in the Rampart Division of LAPD for six years. Edward, please. I lived. I live in Hollywood. I live in a <laughs> studio apartment. You don't live there, Edward. I do live there. You don't I live do there. live there. I know this is difficult to accept, but the face you saw in that mirror is the face I've always seen when I talk to Edward or Paris or Larry. Or anyone else you've met tonight. Malcolm is in the midst of a medical treatment. One which forces all his identities to confront one another for the first time. I knew there would be violence. And with it, the number of the identities would be reduced. I knew there would be violence. Four is okay. Four is okay. (laughs) Well, as long as the murderer is gone, like, who cares? If there's like one, two, or three, you know, who cares? Uh, but the idea, again, this is all happening with five to six, I would imagine, very high-ranking officials who mm-hmm. are in the middle of a storm gathered together with a soon-to-be-murdered convict strapped into a chair having some sort of Royal Rumble situation in their mind to eliminate personalities. And once that process is done, you then deem it, you know, is he still guilty or not? What a crazy situation. 
<laughs> this might be the a, a movie that has so many supernatural elements. That might be the most unbelievable component <laughs> of this movie is that this this I don't know, what was say pageantry, but like you know this medical show in a <laughs> in a lawyer's office got this like real like arch judge who's like I don't even want to care about your person. I already think they should be dead. Get me out here in this water. I don't care. Get them like that kind of character is the judge and like that. That man took this performance and was like, yeah, I believe it. He it was 10, really, 10 yeah. identities. it was when yeah, Cusack pops into his body. Everyone's like, oh shit, this is for real. And they start looking at like his, his journal scribblings differently. Like, wow, he really is all these personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when Cusack gets shifted back to the hotel situation, mm-hmm. he's now got the agenda of we got to eliminate personalities. He now knows the objective. Find the killer, eliminate the personality. And that's yeah. when the movie throws another curveball at you. Hmm. And Ray Liotta is not a cop. He's a secret what? bad guy. Shut up! Yeah. <laughs> Liotta, secret bad guy, who would have guessed? But uh, well, I mean, he did when they, you know, what well, I think to me, if I was going to pull out a, a sizzle scene that wasn't one of the ones we talked about, it's like in the very beginning when like all of them have like checked into their rooms, there's like a silent like minute and a half where like it flashes to each person uh-huh. as they're doing like something secretive. So like the, <laughs> the actress is putting money in her safe and Ray Liotta ha- takes off. Or he's like, he's washing his hands. And like you see on the back of his shirt, he's got blood all over his shirt and he puts over his coat on top of it. You're like, why has he got blood on his shirt? Like everyone's got like some secretive thing that they're, that they're doing. And so like, that's a great payoff is, Oh yeah. Well, he, <laughs> He is actually not a cop. He's a bad guy. Also a crazy situation to think about. Mm-hmm. So he kills the cop via shank that he had stuffed in his sock from the back of the car, takes over mm-hmm. the car, keeps Busey as a criminal. It doesn't say, hey, we're both as traveling cops or whatever. <laughs> nope. <laughs> says, no, it's more believable. I'm a cop and I have a prisoner. But then Busey like never gives him up. While he's alive, like doesn't tell a soul. Like that's a ride or die if I've ever seen one. Hey, you know, once you're in prison, apparently you do you do not become a rat no matter what. No rats. Like, <laughs> no rats. <laughs> he does say at one point, like, "Oh, I got a doozy of a secret for you," and this doesn't say it before he dies. <laughs> it's a doozy. It's a doozy. <laughs> um. Yeah. So then, when Cusack comes back, his agenda is let's find the killer. Mm-hmm. And by the time he's back, Paris has already found out. Paris and Larry have already found mm-hmm. out Ray is bad. Showdown between the three of them ends up with Larry dying. Mm, poor Larry. Gets shot. Yeah. By Leota. So already a murderer now in cold blood. Mm-hmm. And then I think after that murder, it's pretty safe to assume Cusack's like, okay, Ray Leota has been the bad guy the whole time. Yep. So then in just like an absolute robot mode decides I'm going to just shoot out with this guy. I'm not even going to like have a fancy hiding and try to pop out and time it. I'm just going to walk forward, take mm-hmm. bullets and return them. Like he clearly <laughs> thought like Amanda Pete's going to survive this. I'm yeah. not a real thing. I'm going to take mm-hmm. out the murderer. She's now the personality. Yeah. Because they thought Timmy blew up with, 
Jenny. Jenny? Yeah. Which, that was wild, that whole scene. I mean, it's hard to even explain what was going on. They, they walk behind a car, and then the car, like, blows up. And I don't know how Timmy survived. I don't know how he was able to get far enough away. Well, and in that but, situation, Leota is the only one telling her not to go. Like, don't do yeah. that. You need to stay here. We can't leave. The suspects can't go or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it blows up. And Leota's like, you did this to Cusack. He's <laughs> like, I told her not to leave. Yeah. Which, again, more evidence that it wasn't Leota the whole time. Yeah. That there might have, should have been some spidey senses going off with Cusack. But regardless, Timmy didn't die. Don't know how. Mm-hmm. He, oh, I guess the reveal when it shows him doing some of the murders yeah. Him like with a <laughs> smirk on his face as he's walking away from the explosion. Like, okay. Um, but yeah, Cusack thinks he's, he's got him. Like he's, he's killing yeah. Ray Liotta. Boom. Bingo, bango. It's now going to be Paris forever, which would have been hilarious. Yeah, sure. That would have been the best timeline. If Malcolm Rivers is Paris. <laughs> yeah. Paris, Nevada. We, yeah. We just see Malcolm Rivers doing some, you know, gardening out in the, in the institution. <laughs> just, you know, yeah, trying to ply ply the old sex work trade in Florida. Yeah, trying to grow oranges apparently. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't work out. That doesn't work out as intended. But it works long enough for Malcolm Rivers to get the okay from whoever needed okay him not being killed because they're like, all right, we've mm. seen the Royal Rumble end, and <laughs> it seems like the bad guy lost. I think, uh, and they let him go. They don't even bring out a journal. Hey, can you please write some things real fast? I would love <laughs> Let's to know match what up happened. this writing. <laughs> what's the what's the final? They, they, he must have been reciting everything. Yeah, like the like the like the precogs. Yeah, or at some point, Amanda Pete must have presented herself in Malcolm Rivers' body, and they interviewed her, <laughs> and she like you know like where's my face? <laughs> <laughs> well, you think they'd want to know? Like that's another thing is why not tell Cusack when he comes to in Malcolm's body, like, this is the killer. Well, I don't like, think they Timmy's know. The, well, how do you not know? You have journal entries. And the only thing for Timmy's journal entries are just his name in big red ink. <laughs> like, that's bad. I guess that's true. <laughs> I don't want to judge a book by its cover, yeah, but like, that's I guess you can judge what's in the book, can you? <laughs> if you're Alfred Molina and you know he's got 11 personalities, but you haven't been able to determine who did it yet, it's too rough. late. He's dead. You yeah. can't come to my door and be like, hey, I know one of them is a killer. I'm going to have a Royal Rumble and see who wins. And if the mm-hmm. right one wins, we'll let him go. I'm like, okay, do you know if the one who wins, if they're clear or not? Like, no, we'll just have to see. Like, you can't, you prove it. How do we know that it's not Paris, Nevada killing these people? Yeah. We right. aren't inside the hotel. We don't have evidence. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think that to me, the biggest argument that like Timmy just truly is like a, a psychopathic killer that like can't turn off and on the switch is at the very, you know, the very end we see Malcolm Rivers, Rivers in the back of a police, you know, transport van. And, you know, we, we, we flash to the oh, inside of, yeah. Okay. Go ahead go to that. And I'll come back. What is it, Malcolm? Malcolm? Whores don't get a second chance. (laughs) 
I mean, what a line to end it on. Horrors yeah. don't get a it, second chance. And, and it's it's like Timmy couldn't wait to kill. As soon as he gets the body, it's like, first thing I got to do, kill the man. I can't well, that's like the, pretend. That's the issue I have is I feel like Timmy's the only one who knows what's going on. Like he knows Alfred Molina. He knows that there's been a personality contest. He knows that he's just one and he's taken over the body. He's like, let's do this shit. Like, like I'm ready is to go. Is he calling Alfred Molina a whore? Is... <laughs> well, maybe, I guess. Well, I, maybe. So you're thinking that him killing Paris in his mind uh-huh. is being replicated in real life by him killing Alfred Molina? Or do you think he's killed in his, in his head and now is killing a second time, but using the same kill line? Yes, that's how I, I mean, the movie makes it want to look like it's happening at the same time with how they're blending the voices. But I think logistically it would be, he oh. kills Amanda Pete, turns into him, <laughs> goes, horse don't have a second chance. Bam! Well, I mean, he gets him too. I love the idea that that's Timmy's like kill phrase. Because regardless <laughs> of who he's killing, it's just horse don't get a second chance. Pop, pop. <laughs> love it. But also, I know it's not the case because we hear him say the poem at the very end of the movie after he says, whores don't get a second chance. Mm-hmm. So meaning that he hasn't got into the body until after he's killed Paris. Maybe. And killed Molina. Because <laughs> he the, says the whole... it once they've, part, once they've like veered off the road or whatever and crashed into the sand mountain. <laughs> I, the whole the, yeah the, the the poem thing made no sense to me i thought like it would made a, it would have made a little bit of sense if it was like this is what alpha melina says to like get them into a hypnotic state or something mm. and so like it's a trigger but like i have no idea to, after seeing this multiple times what that poem has anything to do with anything yeah yeah a lot of the again it's they're making the connective leaps of this is how schizophrenia works multiple personalities like all that stuff like they're connecting them well enough to make a cohesive movie like i i get the melina plot of we need to get these personalities to fuck you fight each other or whatever (laughs) and then we need in the hotel to solve the mystery of who the murderer personality is and i think it's all satisfactory like it's all done well enough but under close inspection it just doesn't really present itself as a great narrative. No, I, I think to me, this movie, it, it, it benefits you when you know that these are not supposed to be real full fledged characters. Like to me, like when I, like when I see the, um, the, the first interaction between Larry and a man in Paris, Nevada, where he like just immediately like, you're a whore. I don't do business with whores. Like, and like, there's nothing in what she has done or said that would make it clear that that's what, that's what she is. And she doesn't make any kind of arguments that I'm not or like anything like that, where I'm like, it wouldn't make sense for that to have, like no one is that aggressive that quickly, you know, for no, with no, like, Hey, I, uh, I've, I've been here before. Or like, I just kicked you out of this hotel three days ago for doing this. Like, I know who you are. Like that would make more sense. But because now you're like, all right, well, these are just like, you know, half personalities. And Larry is just, you know, one of his things is irrational hatred of sex workers. <laughs> like, okay. All right. I can, I can, I can understand that. I guess a little more. Cause it's not reality based. 
Yeah, I'm. I mean, the the character stuff. I don't even dive too deep into all of their own like issues because mm-hmm. there's a lot there if you wanted to go into each one of their own like storylines. But broad strokes, I feel like the movie is successful. It just doesn't have the same impact on a rewatch. Like you're not rewatching this and getting and giving it the same review as your first watch where you're not necessarily seeing all of the strange mm-hmm. world aspects of this movie. Like to me, the most unbelievable, like you were saying, out of all of this is how we're treating a person on death row is about to be sentenced to death. <laughs> like that to me is the wildest take this movie is giving that if we can solve that, the right person lives, he's freed or they going to a mental institution. Like that to me is ridiculous. The idea that this is a treatment by some like rogue psychiatrist. I can understand that. That, that makes sense to me. You know, like as I'm thinking about this and we're just having, you know, having the discussion, I think this is a movie that I, if they had just redone or rejiggered a few things, this could be a memento. This mm-hmm. could be something that elevates what it's trying to do. But for me, I think that there is a, I can see hands in the kitchen on this one. I can see, ah, no, we can't. We can't have it only be playing out in someone's mind and do the end reveal in the last 10 minutes. We have to spoon feed a little bit of this as we're going through this movie. So we have to just randomly stop what's going in the motel to go to Alfred Molina in the courtroom. Yeah. Like, I think this movie would have been more successful. You don't have any of that till the very end. Pepper in more hints and mystery in the motel that helps us to understand what's happening justifies the supernatural elements. And they did away with a lot of like the cause and effect of like, well, Amanda Pete's, you know, heel is what causes the, the tire to get blown out, which causes, you know, like all of that. Like I would have liked a little bit more of that throughout the movie. I think that would have propelled more other than the general, mystery that doesn't really it's not solvable yeah yeah i definitely would have liked it more if timmy wasn't the killer because i feel like that was kind of a cop-out yep um i don't understand the keys i don't understand the significance of that i felt like they initially had that being as some sort of like serial killer calling card and then tried to was a no, I was say, if, Tim, if Timmy is a Batman villain, he would be like the countdown killer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, oh, he's coming for people staying in the rooms on order or something mm-hmm. like that. But then they made it about the personalities and then they made it like you need to find or like, the, the idea that he hit it for Amanda Pete to unbury and then they use that as a kill. Like to me, it just felt like so strange for the movie. It almost felt like that whole last scene with her in the or- in the orchard and the orchard mm-hmm. was like added after the fact, like it was film yeah. strange. It looked like a memory, like almost like mm-hmm. the color was different than the rest of the movie. It just yeah. played out very strangely. Like they didn't like the idea that it's going to be Paris who survives and Ray Liotta mm-hmm. was the killer. They wanted to make it Timmy and they made that work at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I I feel like there's probably a, a different reveal of Timmy being the killer other than how they did it in the in the in the pat in the orange patch. I think 
the movie would have been stronger if they had gone with more of like all of them are killers. Yeah, I would like any, that too. Yeah. Any because they are. I mean, as you pointed out, almost all of them actively kill somebody in the movie. Maybe not by choice. I think just but... Paris and then the um the parents. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, McKinley, you know, you could kind of say, or you could say Paris kind of kills the mom as much as Cusack by causing the the flat tire, like depending on how cause effect you want to go. That's that's, that's like manslaughter at best. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Get that judge in here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean. We don't know what what all the history is. Obviously, I think they point out that uh, Dr. Cox is the stepfather. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that the mom killed the original dad. So there she's a killer. Does that count? Uh, you know, Dr. Cox is too anal retentive in this to not have killed somebody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's why he reads all the manuals now is he doesn't want to happen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry, yeah, Larry did really kill Larry. I mean, yeah, that's, I feel like that's like he definitely <laughs> killed Larry. And it's time to shove that aside. Uh, the idea that all of them have names of states in their names. Like, okay. I, mean, I feel like we didn't that's... know that until they said everyone's name at the end. Like, okay, Timmy, I didn't, I didn't know Timmy's last name was York. <laughs> Am I supposed to know that? No. I mean, I mean John, I mean, and then, yeah. and John Cusack's name is Ed and his last name's Dakota. Like, I don't think we ever saw his last name no. until the very end. Nope. That, that's, that's like one of those ones where like, well, there's no way you for you have to have known this audience, but all of our middle names are, yeah. are Craig. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're just like the same with the birthday thing is like we there's no way you can guess it. The movie creates its own twist there. Where it's like, I'm been... not giving you red herrings and like, oh, here's your twist that I'm revealing. Yeah. that There's something else going on. Yeah, Larry should have pointed that out when he That's when it, yeah. he is being held. He's like, "Hey, you know, I don't know if you guys realize, but like something weird's going on. Like it's a Twilight Zone kind of thing because all of us have the same birthday." Or <laughs> if, if Busey would have let people know that he got teleported back to the hotel or something, like just like having them work a little bit on like, "What am I doing here?" Instead yeah. of it being, "Here's the exposition, Cusack. This is what's mm-hmm. going on. Go back and and have the final showdown with Leota." which also was yeah. just kind of like happened very quickly where yeah. whereas the audience supposed to think it was Leota and that all gets resolved in the course of like three or three minutes or so. It just, it didn't, it didn't. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of aspects of it trying to give you those twists and turns, which is the, the, the whiplash effect of all the different twists. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it landed on the most successful one. Yeah. I think for me, the true te- like the true telling of exactly what you say, like the whiplash effect of like, oh, this is what's happening. Oh, oh no, we're switching it. Now it's this. Nope, oh, we're going to switch it. Now it's this is in order to be effective when you end with whatever the last one is, that needs to be logical where there shouldn't be able to go to another one. Yeah. And when you when you do it too many times, there is no good ending because there's always one more trick that could be going around the bend. You know, this yeah. one just has too many tricks for me to go. Yep. That's, that's the, you know, there's not another 12th personality that's going to kill Timmy in a moment. Like yeah. anything could be possible. And also Timmy I think is... <laughs> it would have been a more successful twist in my mind. If Ray Liotta wasn't really a bad guy. Like if you didn't try to give me the twist showing him kill yeah. the cop and, and pretend to be the cop the whole time, if he would have been good or if it was mm-hmm. the reverse, like he was the prisoner, Busey was the cop, but like, 
Busey had done some sort of switcheroo and like they had changed spots or something like that. And he had convinced everyone it was Leota. That would have mm. been more of a, that would have been a more successful surprise because you, you think, Oh, he's killing the bad guy. But in reality, he killed the good guy and left the bad personality left there at the end. Mm-hmm. And that's who takes over. But it just felt a little bit like they just wanted that scatter shot of surprises. So if one of them hits, you're like, Oh, that was a good surprise. Yeah. And I honestly think that either this movie should have leaned more into that supernatural, or I think this could have been a very effective, just straight slasher movie to, you know, get rid of a lot of like the supernatural the elements. I do like that. The, the, the idea that you're having still these... make it. A, I, I'm okay with that. You could still make it a, you know, at the end we reveal that they were all, you know, that's what some of the components were, but I think should have leaned more heavily into the kind of like the slasher stalker vibe rather than kind of abandon that midway through yeah. and get more into like cut out the legal drama. Absolutely. Yeah. He shouldn't, there shouldn't, I don't give a shit if Malcolm rivers is dead or not by the end of this. No, one of these, I mean, even if the person who didn't kill the, the people four years ago isn't, you know, isn't there, there's no saying another one can't happen. Like yeah. obviously, and they're taking him to a mental institution is what I am led to believe rather than execution, which I'm not necessarily for execution. So I'd rather mental institutions. However, I, I feel like we need to be doing better at transportation and not be like, oh, oh what are you? Un- <laughs> he opens or, that little like uh, security gate thing when he's like mumbling to himself. Oh, are you OK? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing, Melina? Come on. Stick to protocol. Right. You you did this yourself, Doc Ock. Come on. You did this move. <laughs> you know how this works. <laughs> yeah, so I think at the end of the day, it's a good movie. I definitely feel like this is one that, even though it's not... I think, for me, with a twist movie, I anticipate it being much worse on a rewatch. And though this movie yeah. is good on a rewatch, it definitely still is good. Like, it doesn't... You don't lose everything because there are so many little things in the movie that you can better understand watching it again. Um, yeah. I got, yeah. Like I put this one, like where, like where would you put this in relation to the, like the trick of the others? You know, well, the other, the others was a little bit silly. Yeah, a little I felt bit. like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're watching that one, they leave enough breadcrumbs where you can pretty realistically solve it. Identity, you don't, you, there's nothing there. Like yeah. you, there's, if you say Timmy's the killer, it's because it was a guess. Like they didn't leave you anything to be like, there's enough evidence here. All things considered, it probably was Timmy. Mm-hmm. It's not. It the reminds case. me. It reminds me of like that that like I went to a play once where like it was by design, kind of like that movie, you know, the original Clue, where the movie itself had three different endings. Uh-huh. Like that's that's how I feel. Movies like this always yes. are is where we have three or four different ways. We'll figure it out after it's all shot, and we do the editing and we do the focus groups. Which one we're gonna go with? Mm-hmm. And that to me is like it's a sign that you're not you, like you didn't have a story that you wanted to tell. You had a interesting premise and you didn't know exactly what you wanted to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, I think you have a lot of rewrites in this movie that could make this movie a little bit better, a little bit worse, but I think it's the ceiling of this movie is not a no in my mind. No, like you just, you can't, no. you can't make this movie great. 
You can make it a little bit better, but it's just, you know, this movie, it is what it is. It's not trying to be anything other than a, a, a good twist movie. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, it is a good rainy day movie <laughs> as as uh, as the world inside of it would, would represent. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's just nothing really firm to hold on to. It's like it's not a bad time, especially if you're in the mood for that kind of like vibe and you like a little bit of a, of a mystery. But ultimately, yeah, it's not something that I, I am. I was actually shocked to see how high this is rated on some of those sites and the actual numbers of reviews. I thought, Oh, maybe this is just one of those ones that there's not a lot of people who have actually seen it. And so maybe the, you know, the ratings really high from those who have actually seen it, but no, this has almost as many reviews as, as elf. I'm wow. like, that, yeah. that, that surprises me. So maybe this one does have more legs or again, there's just not as many supernatural horror thrillers so it gets elevated by people who want that's what they're looking for where there's a lot more christmasy uh comedies oh yes interesting take interesting take there um but yeah i think that that's everything i have on identity i think i stick with my initial rough grade estimate around the mid mid to low 60s um hanging around the high end i think it's got a, a good resume behind it to at least be recommendable to a good amount of people, but definitely not a universal recommend or a recommend without conditions. No, it's a, it's a, it's a good solid effort so that everyone coming next knows where the bar is at. Yeah. Right. If you're below this, I don't try not even to show up for the competition. Cause this is not by any means, what I would think of as the greatest movie of, of the year. So you better be able to beat this movie. If you really want to have a chance, it's you know a good I mean? gatekeeper. Like if this is, yeah. if this isn't like your, if this is your number 10 or nine movie in a year, like it's a pretty successful year. Like it's not like a, I'd hope for better, disrespect. As my tenth, but 20th, you know, definitely if this is my 20th <laughs> of the year. I'm like, okay, now we're, now we're talking a good solid year. Wow. That's, that's, that's some, that's some depth. Well, think of the bell. Think of your bell curve. You know, if you you how many movies would you say on average you're watching in a year? Forty. I think my average grade of a movie is closer to fifty than it is to a sixty, sixty-five. This is I've kind of like in baseball numbers. Yeah. Where if you're dealing with percentages over the median, I think it's probably like a ten percent better than your average movie. And, and I think this is like, this is as, this is the Mendoza, not the Mendoza line, because that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is, is your, the, your this replacement is the, level uh, hitter. This is your replacement level hitter. <laughs> <laughs> your replacement level movie. We got to put that in there. Right. Maybe, maybe slightly above replacement. This is like your, <laughs> it's like your slightly one above player. and he's, and he's cheap, you know, he's, yeah. I mean, he's, 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 he's giving you good innings. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, is there any lasting messages you'd like to leave off with? Oh, I, I was very sad that Amanda's Pete, like not just that how she was treated for her sex work, but like even John Cusack, who seemed to like somewhat respect her was just like every scene was essentially him yelling at her to stay or not do something <laughs> like, man, this poor lady can't catch a break. <laughs> that's, that, that's the male role in a nutshell. Scream at the lady. It ladies. really is. It yeah. really is. All right. Well, do we uh, do we have a reveal for our next movie in the in the lineup? Well, I mean, this movie is slated in its opening round to go against Elf, 
So if we want to go right into the into the first uh, competition, that's that will be the next one. We can do a little elf action, a little pre-holiday oh. season. Let's Nothing like a little, a little spring elf. Yeah, so I got some showers. <laughs> I'll just going pretend on. it's about Easter. You know, there you go. Yeah, yeah, festive. Okay, well, uh, successful entry into the OMG records. We've got identity included as our first 2003 movie. We got an exciting year to come. That's right. All right. And as of, of course, we're not going to leave without reminding our audience what we're going to be doing and who we are. Oh, what we're always doing. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> we are the OMG. Z. Z. And yeah. we, we will, will be, be watching. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Goodbye.